Nerd Bites. Bourbon. You gotta love bourbon. So here we're here to talk to you about bourbon and then taste bourbon and then talk to you about our bourbon tasting afterwards. And compare bourbon. And compare bourbons. <laughs> and just say the word bourbon a lot. Mm-hmm. Let's tell you a little bit of background of bourbon. It's important to understand the difference between bourbon and whiskey and kind of where it comes from. The distilling of bourbon was most likely brought to present-day Kentucky in the late 18th century by a lot of people, Scots, Scots-Irish, and maybe other settlers, English, Irish, Welsh, German, and French, and basically started to, fer- to farm the area. And, and the actual origin of bourbon you know, as a distinct form of whiskey isn't really that well documented. But we'll tell you the things that we have found. And most of them have been found on a lot of these distillers' websites. In fact, the invention of bourbon is often attributed to Elijah Craig, <coughs> who was a Baptist minister, and he also was credited with like a bunch of other Kentucky firsts. He's said to have been the first to age the product in charred oak casks, which is a process that gives bourbon its reddish color and distinctive taste. And he does make good bourbon. I've tried it. I want a bourbon right now. Just talking about <laughs> it again. Uh, across the county line in Bourbon County, an early distiller named Jacob Spears is credited with being the first to label his product as bourbon whiskey. Bourbon's legal definition actually somewhat varies from county to county, but many trade agreements require that the name bourbon be reserved for products made in the United States. Only the United States. America. On May 4, 1964, the U.S. Congress recognized bourbon whiskey as a distinctive product of the United States by concurrent resolution. I mean, okay, 1964, uh, there's a lot going on there. I mean, we Kennedy just got shot, and there's a lot of people assassinated. And lots, like of, lots of civil unrest. Lots of civil unrest, the, c- right? the civil rights movement. But let's make, we're going to the moon, but let's make sure that we distinctly say bourbon is from the U.S. What a U.S. thing to do. <laughs> Got to make sure. Trademark. Um, bourbon may be produced anywhere in the United States where it's legal to distill spirits, but most brands are produced in Kentucky where bourbon production has a strong historical association. Lots of good bourbon out of Kentucky. Um, according to Maker's Mark master distiller Greg Davis, bourbon needs to be produced in America and made from 51% corn, and whiskey does not. That's the That's the key distinction it's got to be over half corn it's over half corn it's bourbon everything else you can vary call it whiskey call whatever you you can, well call i it. mean every all the other ingredients to make up the 100 percent, whether it's rye or oh, wheat yeah. or whatever else you decide to put in it that's can vary the flavor mm-hmm. of, of the bourbon that you're going to create but it's it's got to be over half corn bourbon also needs to be stored in new charred oak barrels whereas whiskey barrels do not need to be oaked but not new or charred, so they don't have to be any of those things. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and, and we kind of mentioned that earlier, where it's that like that first person who was who used Elijah Craig, the charred oak barrels, and that's the distinctive yeah. aging of bourbon. So there you have it. There's some history of bourbon. Let's talk about the bourbons that we are going to sample first. Four delicious bourbons chosen by, well, our guests uh-huh. Pat and Jeff, because we don't know anything about bourbon, and we were relying on their expertise to tell us. Yeah. What's going to give us a good profile and lots of different flavors and different ages and whatever. So, so yeah. So, we chose some that are – you can find almost all of these in the store. They're different kind of price ranges, but we made sure they're all 100 proof, which you may not – Yes, they're all bottled in bond. There you go. Which is what, again? Uh, it's just – it's basically a, a – 
different type of regulation that they have to have to it's got to be a hundred proof it's there's certain basically like hoops that they have to jump through to make sure it's called bottled and bond okay so bottled and bond bourbons <laughs> all right <laughs> alliteration aside let's First continue one we did was old tub old tub according to those behind it um, is being described by the James B. Beam Distillering Co. as a throwback expression celebrating bourbon's true rustic character. So this is made by Jim Beam, James B. Beam Distilling Company. <laughs> it's distilled without chill filtration, just like the original Old Tub recipe, skipping the forcing of the, quote, liquid through a dense filter to remove fatty acids, end quote, and resulting in the creation of a Bonded bourbon with a full-bodied, authentic flavor. These are obviously from the website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, and as I'm starting to get into bourbon a little bit more, that non-chill filter is something that's that I found is important. Like you want to find a bourbon that has a non-chill filter because you want all that flavor in there. Hmm. Uh, the next one that we found was or that we chose was uh, Henry McKenna Ten Year, and this is a um, you know high-proof bottled and bond bourbon was named for Henry McKenna, the Irish immigrant who had who adapted his family's whiskey recipe to work with the grains he found in Kentucky. Henry McKenna is one of the longest-aged bottled and bond whiskeys available today, resting in the barrel through 40 Kentucky seasons. And it has won a lot of awards as recently as 2019. Yeah, these last three, I've won a bunch of awards. And there were so many, I was like, I'm not going to list all these. But it's just a bunch. Uh, and I agree. Yeah. E.H. <laughs> e. Taylor's small batch is the third one. And this, so the founder of this is named Colonel Edmund Haynes Taylor Jr. And he, he has a legacy of basically making bourbon. Um, he, his dedication to distilling actually began at the close of Civil War when he purchased the OFC distillery. And there he started doing all these different they, as they call on the website, innovative techniques. They still use them today. This one's made by hand, and this small batch bourbon whiskey has been aged inside century-old warehouses constructed by our old friend E.H. Taylor Jr. Again, lots of awards, 2019. Accolades, good bourbon, yay, good stuff. Yay, awards. The, the fourth one we chose was Old Fitz. Old Fitzgerald, 11-year. According to the legend, John E. Fitzgerald founded a distillery along the banks of the Kentucky River shortly after the Civil War ended. Very similar to E.H. Taylor. Fitzgerald began distilling bourbon and selling it to passengers aboard trains and steamships that passed through town. This next information, by the way, I found super interesting. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, you share Shortly thereafter, Fitzgerald sold his brand, Old Fitzgerald Bourbon, to Julian P. Pappy Van Winkle for $10,000, a small fortune at the time. And yes, that Pappy. The Pappy that everybody talks about. Everyone seems to want to have and buy because it's so rare. And it's, it's, a, it's fine. <laughs> we've, we've had it. We've, we've had the pleasure. Like Orf had some. Well, I think it was a couple of years ago. And yeah. I mean, it was it was good, but I'm not going to spend that much money on a bottle I'm of bourbon. I'm spending $500 for a shot of it or whatever the heck it is. Maybe it's it's, it's $100, $150 it, it depends on the like the age of Pappy that you're getting, yeah. but yeah, you 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 go to a bar or something like that and get it. It's going to cost you a lot of money for a little for a little taste. Mm -hmm. Pappy moved his production of of Old Fitz to his distiller where it became one of the most famous bourbons in the world. Old Fitz 11 years comprised of barrels produced 
from February through May of 2006, and it was bottled in April of 2018. All right, so here we go. Bourbon tasting. Enjoy. We will. All right, here we are. We are here to taste our bourbons. We got a couple of really special guests that uh, are what we consider resident experts in bourbon. Mm-hmm. I mean, experts, it's all relative, correct? And by experts, we mean they know more than us. Yeah, we just drink a lot. I'm pretty sure it's subjective, but yeah, <laughs> I'd probably consider us bourbonites. You guys are being humble. <laughs> Pat actually wasn't being humble with that last comment. So without further ado, let's introduce our, our guests. Of course, I'm Justin, and, and John's here too. Yes, I'm here too. And with us is, first of all, our friend Pat. Hey, how's it going? And also our friend Orf. Hello. His Jeff, name, are you? His name's Jeff. His name is Jeff, but everybody calls him Orf. We're going to call him Orf because that's his name. Why not? I had a last name I like, like it. that. So let's ask real quick. Let's ask that question. What about bourbon? So why would you consider yourself maybe a, a bourbon aficionado? Or you know, what drew you to bourbon? Orf? Uh, so I actually started off with scotch. Um, and enjoy the, uh, there's a lot more flavor profiles that come along with, uh, with the bourbons and it's kind of a fun, it's pretty new type of a trend. Um, and there's just a lot, lot to, lot to pick up when you go on vacation. There's always some little place in the middle of nowhere that you can try to find something cool. So it's just, it's fun hobby. Just saying bourbon pro or flavor profiles is already above my pay grade. (laughs) I think that's fair, right? Pat, what about you? Yeah, for me, um, you know, I probably about the same, um, just whiskey in, in general. But yeah, blended scotch, um, and then started getting into bourbons, and and I think it was the hunt for me, like you know, trying to find those hard to find bottles, and then when you actually find that, you know, first one, um, it I think that's what drew me to just continue down that rabbit hole. Well, let's uh, okay. You need to talk about that process because I just learned about this a couple weeks ago. Both you and, and Lambert, you were involved with this as well recently. I was. Yeah. What is this whole thing about store picks and all whatever? I mean, so so let let's let's start ten years ago. Like, so we were in, when we were in college, we could have all everybody knows. Even if you don't drink bourbon, you, you know the name Pappy Van Winkle, right? It's it's been around forever, uh, but literally up until. Uh, when we were in college still, you could have walked into a liquor store and this stuff would have been on the shelf. It, it was easily easily pickable. Um, and because of demand versus supply, um, they've taken some of the harder to find bottles. And it, it really is, it's not the distillery that pushes this. It's actually the distributor in the liquor stores. So they'll get, let's call it, hey, you, you want to go sell me a bunch of wild turkey handles if you sell if you buy x amount of cases i will give you three bottles of Pappy van winkle and so where it becomes an allocation is that that's you get that based upon your sale and then you as the liquor store then can decide if you want to double triple quadruple the cost of of that liquor or uh you can make it a fun event for your patrons and you can raffle it off you can do a sampling event you can do tastings um so there, there's a lot of cool stuff to do but it, it's it's because to pat's point um you know that hunt it's fun um i think the hunt has gotten less fun uh, i agree <laughs> because uh, of the simple fact that uh there aren't those random bottles anymore like that that stuff's gone i think a couple of years ago you could 
walk into a store in the middle of Arkansas and go, oh man, look at this. It's a, it's a Weller 12 or a, a, a Pappy or some kind of, you know, Buffalo Trace antique collection. And now it's just four roses and wild turkey. So, well, so why don't you two tell us real quick about your most recent experience that you kind of tried to rope me in on, but I, I didn't participate. Oh, as far yeah. as that um, the Eagle Rare the Eagle Rare store pick that Randall's was was doing, yeah, it was just uh, they they got a barrel in and and I don't know how many bottles that would be, roughly around 140, I would say, mm-hmm. um, and it was first come first serve. You, you know, it was really surprising, um, simply because you know most most places don't do that, right? They'll they'll either um, you know allow um, their VIP patrons to to purchase them or. Or they'll do some kind of raffling that you have to enter or purchase to, to enter, things like that. So yep. just them being able to say, hey, you know, this weekend, you know, first come, first serve and at they, retail and they did it on at, top of that. They did it at fantastic. all their locations. Yeah, it was great. And, and you sh- guys did what? You waited in line for how long and got what? Uh, yeah, we, we got there at about 8, 8.30. 8.30 mm-hmm. And then they opened the door. They opened them a little early. So they opened them at like 9.45. So we were sitting out, staying outside for an hour and it was a nice day. So it wasn't wasn't yeah. terrible and I wrote my wife into doing it so I could get another two bottles and then well sold sold it to my brother so he could have it. Yeah. That's perfect. Perfect. And then we did it and then we are, we're still waiting. We did an there were I an, submitted on that one. I yeah, an that. online yeah. raffle mm-hmm. where yeah. you just sent a Facebook message as soon as you saw the Facebook post and it's a Or Weller, if you got into that, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Weller foolproof and we're still waiting to hear on that from Dean's Liquor in where is it? Collinsville, Collinsville, Illinois. Yep. Well, yeah. That's, that's where my wife's family's from. Stopping right. ground. Okay. Oh, I should just have them get. All right. Anyway, all right. That's that's for another <laughs> conversation <laughs> off, off air. Okay. So, how many bottles of bourbon would you say everyone has? I'm going to start. Uh, I have four, I believe. I counted this morning. Blantons, two Blantons. All right. A, a four rows, just single barrel. And then I had another one, like some type of $20 bottle that I make old fashions with. Nothing wrong with that. That one rotates. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, for me, I don't, I don't know how many. Uh, I would say roughly around fifty bottles open, um, and I have a few in my bunker. But yeah, probably sixty, under sixty, something like that. Not, I'm, I'm more on par with you, Hildebrand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got, I don't know, maybe five or six, seven, less than ten, certainly. But it, it, it recently grew. Because you know, we got the bottle of Eagle Rare, and then I'm rubbing off on you. And then, (laughs) well, Dogwood was doing; they had single barrel Buffalo Trace, so I got a couple of those. Always a good pick. Yep. And um, bought a Four Roses single barrel because I like that one too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's growing in size, and hopefully, I'll get a a Willa Foolproof because I tried that yesterday and it was really good. Four. What do you got? I'm I'm disgusted at myself right now after hearing that that conversation. So, um, so I still am into the Scotch uh, a lot. Uh, Glenfiddich is is kind of my my big one that I like. And so I've got if I if I'm I'm thinking through everything that I've got opened and unopened, it's probably over a hundred bottles that I've got between the the you know the lake and and here. It's probably around a hundred bottles. So. That's impressive. You I should think. be disgusted with yourself. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I think I've got that many like beer bottles in my house. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. So on to the tasting. We've talked enough about kind of their expertise and Lambert and I's lack of expertise. 
our four bottles we have today. I'm just going to name them, and if you guys wouldn't mind just saying a real quick spiel about why you brought these bottles today, that'd be awesome. First one is Old Tub. So, um, so I brought the Old Tub. Um, Jim Beam at their distillery has only been selling this exclusively there, uh, so they don't ship it outside of the distillery, um, and they were actually only selling them in 375 bottles. Uh, and I think sometime during quarantine, they started shipping them out all over the place, uh, and my brother actually picked up a bottle for me and it's a, it's a bottled and bond. So that's the other thing is, is, and we can talk through that, but all four of the ones we're trying today are all bottled and bonded. So that was one of the selections and it's just a, a fun one, $25 or so, but, but it's a decent, it's a decent product. Before we move on, what does that mean? So bottled and bond, uh, this goes all the way back to like pre prohibition and after prohibition, when they started getting back into it, you know, people were. Um, slapping bourbon and whiskey on everything. Uh, and so there wasn't any type of, um, you know, making sure that people weren't going blind and, oh, and reg- regulations. regulations. Yeah. Those, yeah. those wonderful things. Uh, and so this is, this is, there's a higher standard. Um, they have to bottle it. It's gotta be bottled at a hundred proof. Uh, there's specific requirements in terms of ingredients. And so it's just, it's actually something to where like, a lot of the big, um, a lot of the big distilleries all have at least one one whiskey that's in their arsenal that's bottled in bond. Okay, all right, that seems clear. Yeah, thanks. All right, Henry McKenna, who brought that one? Oh, I did. Um, it was one of those where uh, it, it got a lot of hype. Um, what was it last year? A year before? Won all um, the same awards yeah. as Blanton's. Yeah, it it won the the best, you know, bourbon. Um, in in i don't know what it was san francisco uh, event or something like that but um ever since then um it just became scarce and and you know anytime i get to to have the ability to purchase one i'll I'll get it how much is that pretty good one Um, that one about bottle it's supposed to be probably i would say 35 but i I think it's about 50 now okay so all right so i guess market value and like what it retail demand is slightly different well yeah and then there's secondary on top of that right. secondary markets but that's that's, yeah. that's that's a whole other story that's a whole new podcast <laughs> our third one is the eh taylor small batch so uh yeah i i i love the eht um i think this one's really good between this one the single barrel and their um they've got a foolproof one that's like bourbon candy it's delicious but um I, I personally like all the EHTs. There's not one that I've had that, that isn't great. So I think for a, for a bottle and bond, it's it's uh, it's it's pretty smooth. My older brother, Andrew, is a fan of yeah. the EHTs as well. Yeah. Okay. And finally, Old Fitzgerald 11-year. This is the only one I've actually heard of before. Yeah. So um, oh, yeah. this is this is an allocated bourbon. Uh, this is, you know, one of the things that Pat was talking about earlier in regards to, like, you know, you're building relationships, you're walking to these liquor stores, they start to know you by, by name and, and stuff. Um, one of the ones that I, I go to in, in South County, um, I walked in and he goes, Hey, I, I got one of these bottles. Do you want it? And it was, it was this. And so I've, I've actually only seen one other bottle, um, on the shelf. Uh, and that was priced over 300 bucks for the bottle. And I, I was able to snag this one for MSRP. So I, I kind of hopped on it, but it's a, it's a really good bottle. It comes out twice a year. They do a spring and a fall. I think this is the spring, um, you know, and outside of the birthday bourbon that they do as well. These are the kind of three coveted bottles that they make. So it's a fun one to try. What's a birthday bourbon? Uh, so birthday bourbon is by old Fitzgerald. They do one annual release every single year. It's a weird squatty little bottle, but, um, 
they're pretty hard to find. The retail on those, I think, go for 150, 125, something like Isn't that. Isn't that Old Forester? Oh, it is Old Forester. You're right. <laughs> Too, <laughs> many right. Olds. You're Too many right. olds. Too many olds. You're right. We're getting old. Sorry. So, but, it's, but just to be clear, it's not. Doesn't taste like birthday cake or anything. No. Like that. No, it no. tastes uh, delicious. Tastes like. Tastes uh, like. I'd like a birthday cake bourbon. I, mean, I think that would taste pretty you good. Should, you need to stick to vodka if you want something birthday cake flavored. All right. So on to the testing. Here's how this is going to work. We've broken this down into the four different categories. We're going to judge the color, the scent, the taste, and the finish. Everyone's going to give their rating of 1 to 10 for each one of those categories. And then at the end, these guys can probably guess which one is which. I have no freaking clue. But at least we'll have some definitive numbers as far as like which ones we think are maybe the best bourbon out of these four. Okay. All right, on to it. On so, to it. bourbon number one, category number one is color. And so we're going to start, remember, ranking it from a one to ten. Just give us a number. Don't necessarily need an explanation, but you can if you want. Or if we'll start with you. Uh, so I'm going to go I'm gonna go an eight. I think it's got a nice, um, it's got a nice caramel color to it. It's not too light. A um, little more, you know. A lot of times you'll see people kind of swirling around the glass. It's it's, it's sticking pretty good uh, to the glass. Uh, so I, uh, I'm going to go with an eight. It's not super dark. I do like the – I know Pat and I are both in the same camp that the hotter the better when it comes to some of these. Like we do like those 135, 130 proofs. But that's a, that's a pretty good color though. I was, I was just going to ask hotter, and you, you answered the question, <laughs> alcohol content. Pat? Yeah, on this, I would – I mean – in comparison to all the other ones, I would say this is probably like a nine for me. Um, I like the the dark; it's like a rich red, reddish hue to it, as compared to the other ones. So yeah, it looks nice. John, it looks like bourbon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> smells like bourbon. Smells like bourbon. Probably tastes like bourbon too. I don't know. We'll find out in a second. It tastes like vodka. We're in trouble. <laughs> oh yeah, we're in big birthday. trouble. I poured these birthday cake. Yeah. Oh, well, if it tastes like vodka, Hildebrand was having fun with food coloring behind birthday us. Birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I will. So I will agree with Orf. I will say an eight. Um, it does have a nice. It's just. It's got a, it. Like I said, it looks like bourbon. It's got a good look. I haven't smelled it yet, but I don't know. Seven for me. Too dark. Our right, next is up scent. Orf's going first with scent. Damn it! This one's got a hair in it. I, well, that's that's pretty good. It actually doesn't smell that strong. So, so I think I think that that's like a misnomer for a lot of people. You're a lot of people that are kind of scared for uh, to drink the whiskey neat and try that stuff. Um, I'm always amazed that people are used to drinking like Jim Beam or Jack Daniels or something like that, and and that's kind of where they they had their foothold and experience with with bourbon. Or, or whiskey, it's not that's not bourbon, but whiskey. When you get something really good that somebody has spent a lot of time making, um, they're usually surprised by the fact that you can have something that's 120 proof and it's not blazing your mouth off. Yeah. So, uh, but no, this this has a good scent. I I would go, I'd go probably a nine on that guy. I like that. Pat, uh, this, I would say this would be a ten for me. Oh, so that's you set the bar is really as nice. high as you can set the bar out of the gate. <laughs> it, it, this one's nice. Okay, it it, it it does smell really nice. It doesn't yeah. punch you in the face, and it's got a nice little. I mean, it's almost like caramel or some some kind of sweet smell. I will also go. I'm gonna go eight. Me too. I, I, I'm not gonna go crazy out of the gate. I don't mess around. Eight. Okay, now like we it. now we taste. Oh, 
so we're 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 looking, we at, we're looking at two different categories for the audience. <coughs> the second time around, it'll be a little bit easier. But it's, it's initial taste, you know, in your mouth and all that good stuff. The bite, whatever. And then finally, the second category is finish. And so if you want to actually give both numbers at the same time, okay, that would be good. Cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers. Hey, cheers. cheers. This is fun. Thanks two for having one. us. All right. <laughs> 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 I didn't want you, you to spill mine. Thank you. Thank you. Clank, 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 clank. So we're sitting around clanking shot glasses. All the wives are not here. It's a nice, oh. nice little Saturday. And you can the best part about this is that you can hear I can mm. hear Orf sniffing earlier. I can hear everyone licking their lips and, and clacking their gums or whatever. That's nice. And then that making, is that's, fantastic. That's there. <laughs> I think I know which one that is. I'm pretty sure I know the yeah. one too. That's, All right. That's give good. us a couple numbers. Initial taste and then after or finish. Uh so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go nine on initial taste as well as finish. Uh I think it's still there. And that's that's pretty good. I think there's a lot of things like you know we were we were all talking about the Lantons, and that's one that, you know, everybody, that's a big coveted bottle. It looks really pretty in your bar, but in mm-hmm. terms of the flavor, it's good, but it's gone pretty quick. Um, I like I like those bourbons that they they stick around for a little while, so you're not just constantly sipping. It's it's still in there. So I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go nine to nine on this. I like this one. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with you. Except I'm probably gonna go nine and ten. For me, I like the uh, the Kentucky hug. Yep. You know, where it just coats and, and sticks and lingers. and You know this isn't Spinal Tap. Around. Like, the numbers, great. you don't go to 11. 10 is the highest number you can give it. That, but this I one, wish you had an 11. But this one goes to 11. <laughs> Lambert, what do you got? I'm going to go I'm gonna go 8 and 9. Uh, I agree with what Orr says. Because we were trying some yesterday, and there are some that just kind of, they're with you, and then they're gone. This mm-hmm. one just kind of, this one stays for a while. It's good. I'm saying a seven and then an eight point five. I do like the finish. The initial taste is it's fine. I mean, I, think so, it's, I mean, it's really so, good. So talk to, talk to me about what's, fine. Yeah. Like, is it? Are you? Is it? Well, here's what I'm, here's what I'm saying. No, here's what I'm saying. Okay. It's the first bourbon. A seven is a decent score. Let's see how the rest of the bourbons play out. Okay. Right. I'm going to give myself some wiggle room, <clears throat> Mr. Tens over there. <laughs> well, I just finished mine. I know what All I right. like. Well, there you go. <laughs> Okay, bourbon number two. Okay. All right, so we're going to start with Pat in this one. Pat, the what do you got for us? Color. Um, it's a little light, almost like a mm-hmm. watered it down. Like, it looks like an Irish whiskey. Yeah. Uh, I would say four. Okay. John? Yeah, I was going to I was gonna give it a uh, – not, not quite as low, but I was going to give it a six just mm-hmm. because it is – yeah, it's much lighter. It is definitely lighter. I already know what that yeah. means. It does def- It really does look like Jameson for sure. So Ass. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a six as well. Four. I'm gonna go four. That's pretty light. Okay, up the scent. Pat, you start. Not gonna lie, it smells like pure gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not getting like a whole lot of anything. No, I'm, so, I'm, so I'm here's not what getting I'm, a lot of anything either. Up. I'm picking up. It, it smells like beam. It it's like that's Jim Beam. It's, it's which is which is the old tub. Like you, so, mean, there's a there's very a distinct. There's a distinct <laughs> nut smell that all Jim Beam products have. Um, my assumption is before I taste it, that's what this is. But I I could be wrong. Don't verify at the until yeah. at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Five. Sorry, was I supposed to give all you right. a number? Did I give you number? five. Pat, Pat. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a damn. Pat, what's the scent it's number? Fun. Oh, um, Honestly, four. I could probably go lower, but I'm just going to go with a five because there isn't. But like, you really have to 
search. You gotta, you scent. gotta, you gotta stick your nose. In. Yeah, you yeah. really gotta yeah. stick your nose and breathe deep yeah. to get anything. Yeah, I'll say six. It's fine. I can smell it. It's I'm bourbon. Gonna go, I'm gonna go five. But it's not. It's not super really powerful. Taste and finish. Pat starts this guy out. It's not bad. Um, a little harsh up front. A lot of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Tastes like Jim Beam. Um, Very different I, from I the first one. Yeah. The Four. taste. Four for taste, and what about finish? Well, I'll give you. I'll give you five and and four. Five and four. Okay. Yeah. John. Yeah, I'll I'll copy that. Uh, there really wasn't a finish at all. Like, it's gone. Yeah. I like the initial taste. I actually like it, which shouldn't surprise any of you, knowing that I am a fan of Jim Beam. Oh, so you yeah, you are. I actually think I'm gonna go with taste. I'm 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 going like seven five on this one. I like the taste, but you're right. There's no finish at all, and so I'm giving it like a six. Morph. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five because I do. I do like that upfront flavor, uh, but I'm gonna have to give it like a three for finish because it's it is gone. Okay, on to number three. <coughs> this one's back to the the darker of the colors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good color. So John's gonna start this one out. I'm gonna start this one. Out. Yeah, I, I mean it looks it looks very similar to the first one, so I gotta I gotta stick with that rating. I, I mean I gotta go with an eight, mm-hmm. just because it it's got that deep color, not like number two yeah yeah but I, I can i can't really i mean i don't think i can give a, col- a 10 color because they look uh, i'm saying similar. this one is about on par with the first no you know what no no i think the, this last two are kind of tight and i mm-hmm. like the color better so i'm actually going eight there or, we go. uh, i'm going seven okay pat a little lighter yeah i'd probably go i'd probably give it a seven okay up next we have scent that's a, it's a lambert again There's there's not much there. No, there um, isn't. So I smell it's it's oak is what yeah. I'm smelling. Yeah, it almost smells like a rye. Is that r- weird to say? No. no. I mean, it smells good, but there's just not much there. So I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay, I'm with you too, John. I'm going seven as well. I'm going. I'm gonna go six. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna go six. I'm All right. Two. On to the taste and to the finish. Let's see what we got in on this one. Feeling pretty good. We got to clink it up again. We, didn't, we, up. We, we didn't clink it on the second one. We apparently hated the second one. So apparently, <laughs> we skipped it altogether. <laughs> we skipped Let's it. Let's get rid of this garbage. It's not bad. Lambert's up first on this one. The taste and the finish. Mm. Mm. This is a, this is toughy. This is a tough one for me. I'm just letting it go. Seeing if it comes back, because still going. <laughs> again, with 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 some of these, you'll have a finish, and it's kind of like a wave where it's you get an initial blast, and then it kind of goes away, and then maybe it creeps up at the end as well. Just waiting to see if this one does that or not. You know, the thing I like about this one is it. that it's a, it sticks on the just on your tongue, almost like a like a peppery spice. Yeah, I, so I that's I, what I like about I that get, one. I get pepper. Yep. Yeah. I like the way this one finishes, fellas. I'm gonna go ahead and go next because go ahead. Lambert's taking his sweet, sweet ass time. I'm gonna say for taste, I'm I'm tying it with the last one. I like I like the taste of it, but I like the finish better. And so I'm actually putting the finish. I'm going like eight. I hit eight and a half with the first one, eight for that one. 
Yeah. For me, I'd probably go five and and seven. Okay. I'm I'm five and seven. Okay. Uh, I to me like the finish is far better yep. than the upfront taste. I I don't I don't get a whole lot. I get more I get a more alcohol taste yep. upfront, but the finish is more. It, it, there's there's a nice spice to it. Yeah, uh, seven and eight. I, just, I, I up, agree. Upfront yep. flavor is a little flat. Yep. Yeah. I, I enjoy the upfront flavor. I, I like that I'm the complete opposite of everyone's taste, which is great. Everyone needs that guy. <laughs> but see, that's, but that's, see, that's, that's, okay. that's a good thing. That's the great right? thing about bourbon. I mean, you know, they're they're selling all these things, and I, I wish I would have brought that one pat that I told the Coppercraft just for oh, you guys yeah, to yeah. try. So we'll, we'll, we'll sure. hang out. But, I mean, that's like – that's the fun thing. You know, like you go to – we were um, – we went to Holland, Michigan, and there's this tiny little distillery called Coppercraft up there. Um, and – it is probably some of the best bourbon that I've I've tried. Uh, it's not. It's there's nothing crazy about it, but it's just it's awesome. And it's just this guy making this stuff out of this tiny little distillery, and it's 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 great. And I think that that's what's fun about bourbon is it doesn't matter what I like or what you know you like. It's just it's about kind of getting like this, getting everybody together. You're you're having a sip. You can try a bunch of different things, and that's why I mean, if you got a bottle, open it. Like that's kind of. Especially in all this quarantine crap. I mean, it's just, why not? Yeah. Why, why not drink through it? And, you know, here's here's the other thing, too, is, like, if I had to, to make a, you know, recommendation or suggestion is that, you know, just because a, a bottle is, you know, let's say $500 or whatever it may be, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to enjoy it, you know? Like, it's it's very subjective. So it's, it's one of those where, again, you know, when you start getting into, um, you know, a few more bottles and, and next thing you know, you have – like me, 50 open, right? Because you're just tasting and tasting. And over time, you, you get to know, like, exactly what, what you really like and what you don't like. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, know, you guys have already thing. recapped, basically, before we're even done tasting yet. But that's good. So th- that was the recap. Now let's finish the last damn burger. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We can edit so that out, the right? Color, the color, I'm giving it a 9 because I like this color the best. It's, like, not the darkest one. Yep. But it's got a really awesome color to it. So I'm saying 9. I'm going back to the 7. Okay. 8. Yeah, I would say seven too. All right. Up next, we've got uh, we've got uh, scent. Mm, I, I like I like that. Do you? Yep. Man, I, I don't I can't smell anything. I'm just saying the opposite of everyone. <laughs> I like. I mean, it's a decent smell. I'm saying six. It's not my favorite. So to me, this smells sweet. Yeah. So that's is that a good thing? <laughs> it just I mean, if it, you like, it can, can be. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right, Orf. Orf, what are you giving it? Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give the nose. I'm gonna give it an eight. I like that one. Okay, Pat. Uh, seven for me. Okay, and Lambert. I'm with Orf. Eight. I like that one. All right, so now we're on to taste, and <laughs> I hope I like this. This the taste of this one. I was excited, most excited about this one for some reason. That, that okay, so. Does that taste a little bit like scotch? Does it have a scotchy flavor to it? So, like, like it's it, it. There's not. It does to me. There's not peat on it, but I have a feeling because of. I think I know which one this is. I think because of the barrel finish that it's got. Um, they use they use the cherry barrels. Mm-hmm. Very well, similar. Well, that's my favorite tasting one. Yep. But as far as like the finish, it, it kind of goes away pretty quick. So I'm I'm saying I don't know. 
I'm going eight and a half. I'm saying seven. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away as quick as one of the other, a couple of the other ones. Yeah. Like the second one, but I'm saying it's like almost like tied with. So I'm, I guess I'll tie it with the last it's, one. It's it's it stayed with me for a while, but Pat, I got the. You mentioned this on I think one of the previous ones where it kind of stays on the tip of your tongue for a while. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like yeah. It's not like, like a back spice, of a throat cinnamon. kind of thing. It's like right up front for a good long time. It just kind of yeah. stays there. Okay. Well, numbers or. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight and seven. Pat, um, I would probably reverse that seven and eight. Flip it and reverse it, Lambert. Boom, boom. What? You don't like Missy Elliott? Okay. <laughs> yes, I like Missy Elliott. <laughs> I'll go eights. Eights. Crazy eights. Crazy, Crazy eights. Took nice. the words right out of my mouth. Okay, so since everyone seems to know. Let me give you the rankings, and then you guys can tell me what bourbon you think it is. Okay. okay. The lowest rated one is number two with a 79.5. So are we telling you what we think it tell is? Tell us what you think it is. I think it's Old Tub. Uh, I think it's Old Tub as it well. It is Old Tub. Cor- correct. Ding, ding, ding. Number three was actually the second rated one with 110.5. I think that's the Henry McKenna. I agree. I don't know what it is. You don't look at me. <laughs> you have chosen poorly. Oh, interesting. Is I won't say what it is yet. Okay. Number four was the third-ranked one with 122.5. Any guesses on that one? Well, you know, it's not the Henry McKenna. Well, I guess it's McKenna. <laughs> yeah. It is McKenna. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like the first. Because I got those reversed then. Yeah. The, the first one was the um, uh, old, old Fitzgerald. Fitz. Yeah. You got it. So number three was Taylor. Yep, and number Taylor. one was the old Fitzgerald. If we're talking about who liked which one best, uh, I uh, – don't actually have that total right now. So sorry. Oh no, I do. Hold on, just kidding. Um, so uh, tune in next well, week. I, I can tune tell in you. next time <laughs> for to find out. I'm pretty sure what I can say, I can say number one. Number one basically won every single category. I think it did. It yeah. did. It, it, ten. It, it swept. It's a ten. A ten. Ten. <laughs> ten. A fucking ten. It swept. If I'm looking at these numbers real preliminary, Pat Duffy liked this one the most. Orf oh, Duffy great. liked this one the most. Lambert liked this one the most. And it looks like I think I liked the last one the most. I like the McKenna the most. Okay. McKenna. Okay. So there you have it. It's interesting that we, we got those reversed, the the McKenna and the especially Yates since Taylor. how much I drank of both I of know, them. Right? But I mean they're both good. <laughs> but here, here's I love that. I love that you didn't get all of them right. Yeah. That makes me very happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and here here's the fun thing. So, um, this is what's fun about bourbon. I mean, like we're just you know we're sitting here, um, trying a bunch of different stuff. I think the cool thing about this is that um, Pat and I labored over what we were going to bring and had multiple conversations. Mm-hmm. And I like – I think it's pretty cool to think about the fact that we just had four different bourbons that were all exactly 100 proof. They were all the same proof. Mm-hmm. And there was different heat in there. There's there's a different finish, a different nose. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think it's pretty cool that from a, a – reference point you can do all kinds of stuff and that's that's a fun thing to do but i think that that's neat that you've got so many different finishes four different completely different finishes and every one of those was 100 proof i learned a lot too with the distilleries that you can get within the same type of bourbon you can have different barrels that i mean that makes sense to me i I think i knew that intellectually but not having heard that out loud i'm like oh it does make sense that this would be a special barrel for whatever reason, mm-hmm. it has a slightly different taste or finish or whatever yep. it is, which is pretty cool about bourbon. Yeah, we're gonna do that comparison well after we're done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we're gonna Fuck. go. T- we're gonna go taste some more bourbons. <laughs> I want to thank. And by the way, we're also gonna do a little recap. Talk about cost. These are fancy bourbons. These are bourbons you can't always find. Start signing up for your, your local stores and uh, 
camp out like Pat. He's every weekend he's camped out for like twelve to twenty four hours, right? Yeah. I mean, I promise you, I'm not homeless. Yeah, well, you, he's just he, he's, he's just hanging out on the side of the. Now store. he does get his mail at <laughs> like Total Wine. Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah. And he has he has a lot of camping gear just in case he ever becomes homeless. So Pat's prepared. Um, I want to thank our guests. Orf, thanks so much for coming and bringing three of the bottles. Absolutely. You're the man. Pat, thank you for coming and giving your expertise, sharing yep. all your bourbon last night, and also bringing a bottle today. Of course. Absolutely. And the more bottles we're going to drink in a second here. <laughs> of course, Lambert, appreciate you always being here. And of course. Host, and hosting. No problem. And your dogs didn't bark at all the whole time. I know. It's crazy. He's staring outside right now looking at a squirrel probably, but uh, well, no, that's okay. Let's not jinx it. Thanks for joining us. Recap coming next. See you later. See you, buddy. That was fun. Fun and delicious. And yeah, and we ended up hanging out and have a little bit more after we stopped recording. Got some special ones that we did, we're not allowed to tell people about. We had it. Yeah, we had a little we had a little bit of a tasting after the tasting uh, once we turned the, the microphones off. I just find this 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 area of, of collecting or whatever you want to call it so interesting. Hoarding. Sure. I mean, you know, some people like to collect cars. Some people like to collect comics and we have friends that collect bourbon i mean and it's it's i mean it is a hobby like yeah. especially the way that they take it and like i've i started getting into it a little bit more where i'm trying different stuff and buying different bottles and starting to appreciate the difference difference of the flavors but i'm not on their level and i don't think i ever will be well, let me ask you this so we did this recording like a couple weeks ago how many bottles have you purchased since then <laughs> since then okay let's think um <laughs> Half dozen, dozen? No, not nearly that. I mean, probably five. All right, half dozen. Yeah, and I'm sure they weren't the 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 Four Roses stock bo- bottle, right? No, I already had one of those in my basement. Yeah. But so, n- but none of them were crazy. I think probably the most like like the most expensive bottle I got, and there were three different ones. They were sixty bucks. So I'm not going. I'm not going nuts because you can go into a liquor store and see a bottle that's five hundred dollars retail. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying that. Like that's and that's the kind of stuff that you you find someone who has it and you taste it to see if you like it, so that you know you're willing to spend. Well, one, I'm not never willing to spend that money, but if I want to buy a hundred dollar bottle of bourbon, I want to know that I'm going to like it, not just right. you know roll the dice on a hundred bucks. No, thank you. So, I don't think it was surprising to anyone. <clears throat> Definitely not those two bourbon nerds that Old Fitzgerald was the best one. Mm-hmm. And you three all thought it was the highest ranked one. Now, interesting enough, though, the other one, McKenna, all of our, you and I, that was actually our two, or we were like the top two. That was your second favorite one. Mm-hmm. Just by a smidge, that was my first favorite one. And then, you know, uh, what's it called? Old Fitzgerald was my favorite, was the second favorite. But Orf and Pat also thought that McKenna was their second favorite. So I think those are two were just overwhelmingly better. They were they were both really good. Yeah, and so let's take a look at the cost analysis. So if the old tub, it's twenty bucks a bottle, roughly seventy eight cents an ounce. And we had the Henry McKenna ten year. It's thirty five dollars a bottle and about a dollar thirty eight an ounce. The E H Taylor small batch was forty bucks a bottle, roughly a dollar fifty eight an ounce. And then the old Fitz eleven year was one hundred and ten dollars, and it's. Four thirty-three an ounce. So here, here's this. You know, I don't know if you agree with me or not. And I kind of think Pat North slightly did. Bang for the buck, that McKenna. I mean, I liked it best anyway. But man, 
you guys were all kind of second. That was your second favorite. I mean, the old Fitzgerald is more than three times the price. No, definitely. Ba- bang for your buck, the McKenna tenure. But, and I think we, we, we've we've discussed this in the past, where especially when you're talking about these last three, yeah, the McKenna tenure is thirty five dollars a bottle, but you have to find it first. And the right. same thing with the old, even the old Fitz at one hundred and ten, like you have to find it somewhere to be able to pay one hundred and ten, unless you're willing to go secondary and pay double or triple the triple the cost, which you or I are not going to do that. No. If you maybe if someone else likes it enough, they will, but I'm never going to do that. Right, I don't like it that much. And I'm also, you know, but again, like as we talked about before, I, I'm not as not as as much of an aficionado to know the big difference yet. But I kind of feel like that's how I've become with wine lately, so I can tell a better bottle of wine. But again, I'm not to the point where it's like this $500 bottle of wine is far superior than the $100 bottle. I feel like once you hit $100, it's all kind of just really good. Right. <laughs> right. And that's kind of how I feel a little bit about this bourbon. Maybe, maybe there's a wider gap with the bourbon, I guess. Well, and, and I think in, you know, in talking to Pat about this stuff, you know, he's suggesting he's suggesting to me because I'm starting to get into it. Just get out there and try stuff. Like when he started getting into this, he was just going to bars and just looking what they had on the shelf and just trying it. I can't this day and age. I can't exactly do that, right. but that's how he figured out what he likes, and then that's the kind of stuff that he tries to go buy. You know what else was shocking to me was that all of these were 100 proof, and growing up, that's a pretty high proof for booze, right? It's a very high proof for booze, and these all, even the old tub. The worst of the four was still pretty good, and yeah, and that's that's the beauty of it. Is they didn't they didn't taste a hundred proof. Yeah, bourbon's come a long way. It's delicious. It's got a long way to go. It'll be around here for a while. Yeah. All right. So our next Bert Nerd bites is going to be a, our second parter for our pizza preview. Uh, this will be regional, regional chains <sighs> slash franchises. Another delicious episode. Yeah, we picked Emos, Mellow Mushroom, Dewey's. And Jets, and we'll tell you about that more next, next time. time. All right. Until then. Bye, everybody. Nerd Bites. <laughs>